Welcome to Are You Quizzing Me? I'm Vinit Nair with my co-host Aditya Kashyap. This is a quizzing trivia podcast show. Join us as we dive deep into history, science, sport, pop culture and so much more. Let's get quizzing. And we're back for episode number 47. Aditya and I are back for another round of quizzing with this brand new episode of Are You Quizzing Me? Your favorite quizzing podcast show. Let's start off today's episode with an audience question, the answer for which will be revealed at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. And the question for the today is for you, our dear audience, the first song to air on MTV, which was the first music channel on television, in 1981 was a song by the Bugles, which had a very fitting name, considering the irony of the message that it carried while airing on the very first music video channel what was the name of the song let me repeat the question the very first song to air on mtv which was the first music channel on television in 1981 was a song by the bugles which had a very fitting name considering the irony of the message that it carried while airing on the very first music video channel what was the name of the song I apologize to our Gen Z listeners if they feel that this question is slightly outdated but the irony of this particular answer is just too sweet to pass up so wait till the end of the episode to find out the answer and let's now move on to our regularly scheduled programming Aditya Kashyap is now back with his question from last week Aditya take the baton the question was if Seiko was an indian company what would it be doing and the answer i'm not going to waste anybody's time is very simple it would be a direct com- competitor to baiju it would be in edtech because that's how you see co oh. in india <laughs> that is actually a great way to introduce the fact that for some reason this week i decided of my own accord that i'm going to do a thematic set of questions so all of my questions share a theme ooh which we will discover as i go along yeah and vinith had no clue till just right now <laughs> that i'm doing this by the seat of his pants ladies and gentlemen aditya kashyap that would be me yes so aditya let me start off uh, today's session with a slight theme round of my own so You are aware of aircraft carriers, yes? Sure. Yes. So you may be aware that America has the United States of America has the highest number of aircraft carriers in the world. And they keep building more. Okay. So something that I discovered recently while randomly watching uh, an episode of NCIS was that aircraft carriers have nicknames based on the people they are named after. Right? Right. So for example just to get the ball rolling the USS Dwight D Eisenhower would be called mm-hmm. Mighty Ike Right So for today's session what I'm going to do is to give you the nicknames of certain aircraft carriers and see if you are able to guess who the aircraft carrier is named after Sounds reasonable Yes So let's start off with the big stick so this aircraft carrier's nickname is the big stick the big stick abraham lincoln cuz he was lanky and tall oh that's a deep cut but no it's not abraham lincoln it's not the uss abraham lincoln i shall give you a clue it's from a very famous quote by this particular person and uh, again i think you already know this but for the sake of our audience most us aircraft carriers at least the current run of them for the past 30 40 years have been named after presidents or famous admirals and sailors in this case it is a president a quiz of a quizzing favorite president i might also add ooh interesting a quizzing favorite president we have covered jfk and i know enough about jfk to say it is not jfk a quizzing favorite would mean not just us i i find this particular president pops up for because there are lots of trivia associated with him 
and very famous photographs okay of him as well photographs so probably 20th century yes okay i'll give you another clue and this is my favorite portion of it before he became president he was at one time the police commissioner of new york city oh this is a uh, is is this teddy roosevelt yes it is the uss theodore roosevelt uh, because as you may know theodore roosevelt once said speak softly and carry a big stick you will go far oh right yeah now that you say it rings a bell <laughs> okay so the next aircraft carrier i'm going to is the shall not perish weird nickname i know but uh, there is an aircraft carrier which whose nickname is shall not perish are we again talking about a president yes give me a time frame perhaps for this oh uh, let's say the mid 19th century mid to late 19th century i'm giving a wide swathe so that i don't give you the answer immediately mid to mid to late 19th century mid to late 19th century well i would go for the most famous option is it lincoln yes it is lincoln because it's a okay. it's a, it's a quote from his gettysburg address and specifically this line ah that we have that we here highly resolve these dead shall not have died in vain that the nation shall have a new birth of freedom and that the government by the people before the people shall not perish from the earth shall not perish very cool very cool i do love uh, lincoln's writings oh yeah he's good. there has been some controversy as to whether he has written all of it but even the ones that he potentially might not have written or has definitely written regardless are very well written and my favorite one has to be the letter to mrs bixby that is quoted in saving private ryan ah which is uh, the solemn pride that must be yours to have laid so costly sacrifice, a sacrifice upon yeah. the altar of freedom what a fantastic quote the turn of phrase I, people just don't speak like that anymore i'm going to the next one this is a very simple one the nickname of the aircraft carrier is gw george washington in one yes it is the us is george washington the next okay. one may be a little difficult but it's very famous so you may be still able to get it i wouldn't be surprised because you are the aditya kashyap the aircraft carrier whose nickname is the buck stops here the buck stops here this is not a president right this is a president this particular president had this phrase made into a sign that he kept on his desk in the oval office oh yes 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 i was thinking in general first but you're right i have heard of this i want to say it's either uh, fdr or is it truman one of them oh very good it is truman it is indeed ah, the okay. uss truman. harry s truman for the uh, edification of our audience the buck stops here is a phrase that was popularized by president harry s truman who kept a sign with that phrase on his desk in the oval office the phrase refers to the notion that the president has to make the decisions and accept the ultimate responsibility for these decisions and an additional piece of trivia truman actually received the sign as a gift from a prison warden who was also an avid poker player so was this originally in the context of poker <laughs> the buck stops here yeah. i think then the that case might be the chip stops here <laughs> okay the chip stops <laughs> now the last one in the american series this one i want you to try and guess the aircraft carrier is known as avenger oh that's easy it is uh, uss bajaj Oh, 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 that hurt. Oh, that hurt. That hurt really badly. <laughs> um, the Bajaj Avenger. No, let us see. Uh, Avenger. And uh, is this also named after a president? Yes, it is named after a president. Give me a time frame, perhaps. Let's say post the 80s. I'm not giving you anything more specific than that. post 80s yes so then it has to be as you know i was going to say george bush the junior george bush junior for avenging quote and quote avenging the 911 attacks but oh that fits uh, is that your answer i am going to settle on that yeah of course it is not george w bush <laughs> no because i knew most people would 
and quite reasonably guess that it was avenger because george w bush you know went uh, went to war to avenge the attack on the us but the uh, name avenger does not come from the action of avenging something it actually comes from the name of something else but you're very close with your answer just think a little harder <laughs> very close makes me think george h w bush then. yes it is george h w bush because it was named after the tbm avenger aircraft which was flown by then lit lieutenant or sorry lieutenant george h w bush in world war 2 he was a naval hero Oh. So he he oh, flew okay. an Avenger aircraft, and because of that, uh, the aircraft carrier is called Avenger. Just a few more. Ooh. There is another one called Old Salt, Uncle Ch- Old Salt, or also known as Uncle Chester. That's oh, okay. not named this after is, a president. Uh, it's not named after a president. Arthur Chester. Oh no. Okay. So this is actually named for uh, Admiral Chester Nimitz. If you've heard of the Nimitz class, exactly. So. Mm. Uh there's another one called Look Ahead that's named after Admiral John Stennis. Now the last actual question in this, okay? I am giving you the biggest clue that this is not an American aircraft carrier, but there is another aircraft carrier somewhere in the world whose motto is Ich Dein. Ich Dein. Yes. It literally means it's in German which says I serve. Ich Dein. would it be too straightforward to say this is a german aircraft carrier no it is not a german aircraft carrier okay that would have been too easy uh, okay then is it somebody that is related to the germans how many countries even have aircraft carriers i know it's not a lot i'm um, no quite a few countries do so have aircraft carriers the usual suspects so obviously the okay. five in the security council then you have india Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it can't be more than I don't know how many, but it can't be more than ten. I imagine. Yeah, not Otherwise. more than ten. So I doubt in any Indian aircraft carrier has a German. No, 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 no. Motto. We only have two aircraft carriers, and neither of them are, uh, you know, having a motto derived from German. Uh, Russia, China, probably unlikely. So then I'm coming to Europe, which makes me think it could be France or it could be the UK. I'm going to venture a guess, and I'm going to say UK. Yes, it is the HMS Prince of Wales. The Prince of Wales's feathers oh, are the heraldic badge of the Prince of Wales, the heir to the British throne. The badge consists of three white ostrich feathers encircled by a gold coronet with a ribbon below. bearing the german motto ich dein okay very cool i find it uh, it's not actually quite odd but it's just quite odd how when you go back to think of the fact that uh, hardly any kings of england have been english actually that's the reason i went with the uk because they do have german blood at some point pretty prominently Mm, that's it. Because Mountbatten, uh, the name was changed from Battenberg, hmm. right? You're I think right. the last king, or Saxon king, actually no. Even the Saxons were kind of uh, settlers in the U. in the uh, British Isles. I think the Britons, or you know, Brittany, they were the last people. And I think it was in the middle of the first millennium, at which point we they had a last king. The last Saxon king was Harold the Second. who was defeated by william the conqueror who came from normandy so technically he was french so and after that they've had frenchmen scotsmen germans on the throne but hardly any you know native englishmen so to speak so that ends my okay, series lovely. of uh, aircraft carrier questions uh, inspired by ncis in which one episode gibbs actually says well, that uh, the big stick is theodore roosevelt and uh, when one of his uh, when mcgee guesses that the uss abraham lincoln might be honest abe gibbs corrects him and tells him no it's not the honest abe it's the shall not perish and i thought that's weird i didn't know that aircraft carriers could have mm. nicknames so this particular question set was brought to you by ncis I'm not surprised actually that they do have nicknames, but I am surprised at the nicknames themselves. Yeah. You're right. I would have gone with the honest, honest yeah. Abe, perhaps, but uh, uh, shall not perish is pretty cool too. 
sidebar question and i i've put in too many questions already but sidebar question do you know which us president was the first to be inducted into the wrestling hall of fame oh that would be lincoln yes and do you know for what he was uh... he was a big wrestler he was a big wrestler that's true but he is supposed to have invented now this is apocryphal but he is supposed to have invented a very classic wrestling move Oh, that I didn't know. I knew the wrestling fact, but I didn't know a move. Yes, yes. So in this is apocryphal because there is nobody mentions it by this particular name. But the description of the move is there in a couple of books about him from that time period. So he is believed to have been the first wrestler to do the choke slam, wherein the wrestler would catch oh. somebody by the neck, lift them up off the ground, and then slam them down to the floor on their back. So Lincoln apparently used to do Good this. Good for you, Lincoln. All right, all right. Which is why I felt that Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, is quite apt. Apt. <laughs> of all the Lincoln films that could be made, <laughs> him as a yeah, vampire hunter Daniel is Lewis. the one that you forget. Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The method acting can go suck it. <laughs> it is all about the vampire hunting for Venice. Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well. Since you started us off with American institutions, uh-huh. I'm going to move into my theme, which actually connects back to my joke answer of the day, which is Baiju's. So it started off with tech. So I'm going to talk about tech giants. Okay. And a lot of them are American. Oh, God. So all of my questions today are going to be about the tech giants, but it's going to be fun questions. It isn't exactly technical details about these companies <laughs> so let's see how many vinithian figure out let's start with one of the biggest ones right now mm-hmm. instagram are you on instagram vinith you are on instagram i have seen yes that, with all of three active, posts the last of which i think was 10 years ago or eight years ago i don't know <laughs> okay you were you were an early adopter and an early abandoned retiree <laughs> of instagram <laughs> i abandoned it i ran away from okay. it screaming you abandoned all right well, you perhaps made the right choice. But in any case, the question today is, which is the most followed Instagram account? Oh, I would think it would be some kind of sportsman, right? A sports person. A lot of people. So the thing is, this is a question that I love asking in my trivia nights whenever I conduct them in person. And I get lots of fun answers. Very often, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. Lionel Messi... Great guesses, but not the correct answer. So, yeah, go for it. Try some other. Okay, so. Answers. It's not the usual one. It's LeBron James. Okay, so let me now try to help you. It's not from this field of sports. Not from the field of sports. You said tech. Wait, does Instagram have an account? Does Instagram have an Instagram account? No, that would be meta. You got the... You got there very quickly. Indeed, it is meta because Instagram's Instagram account is the most followed Instagram account. Try saying that five times in a row. And the fact that it is actually Um, meta and the company is (laughs) named meta. Boom! Inception. It is. Inception did happen because Instagram's Instagram account is the most followed Instagram account. And that is indeed, as Vineet put it, meta. So yeah, well done, Vineet. You cracked that very quickly. I expected a little bit more of trial and error there but you you are obviously gifted at this you should really start a podcast about this <laughs> trivia business yes yes i'll move on to my next question but before that let's hear yours okay this is a very guessy guessy question i don't expect an exact year or an answer or something obviously i can't give you too many uh, chances to guess with this either right so i'm going to restrict your guesses to 3 for this particular question. It's because of the type of question it is. Not a reflection on uh, any kind of fascist tendency on my part to uh, restrict your answers or anything like that. Right? <laughs> In which decade was the first mm-hmm. 3D film made? That is a fun question. First 3D film. So I know there have been multiple attempts at 3D films. And uh, the current... Uh, iteration of the colored lenses while viewing 3D films is not the earliest. There have been other versions of 3D films. Hmm. And I'm guessing the earlier ones are different. I want to say 1920s. 
why do i even bother why do i even bother to come up with a question <laughs> like that? i was like oh he'll not think he'll think it's the 50s or something or the 40s maybe but no <laughs> it is the 1920s the first ever 3d okay. film was called the power of love it was an american mm. silent drama film and the first 3d feature film okay. worldwide the premiere was on september 27 1922 at the ambassador hotel theater in los angeles the 3d version of the film mm. is presumed lost the film was later shown in 2d okay. as forbidden lover this 2d version is also believed lost so it has been lost oh. to the sands of time but the first ever 3d very film interesting very interesting was from 1920s very cool that was honestly unexpected i thought i might be off by a decade at least but well, i'm glad i got that on my first try so modest <laughs> Uh, yes <laughs> all right yes coming back to tech and uh, another similar question mm-hmm. we spoke about instagram let's move on to x formerly known as twitter okay quick question before the actual question do you know who the most followed uh, twitter account is oh i suck at these uh the most followed twitter account i'm going to try does twitter have its own account Well, for all intents and purposes, at this point, I guess Elon Musk is Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so it is Elon Musk. Oh, okay. Twitter, which is the most. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't think that counts because yeah. if you own the platform, I, I mean, like he mm-hmm. could just go into the code and make it like okay, eleventy billion people follow me. I would not be surprised if Elon Musk did come up with eleventy billion followers, but <laughs> in this case, regardless of how he got there, he is at the top. Yeah. let's uh, do some do the actual question though oh this wasn't the so question so my question is going to be no my question is going to be in india an indian account okay the most followed indian account is narendra modi yes the second most uh, followed indian account is virat kohli okay what is number 3 oh narendra modi virat kohli Okay I have I've absolutely no knowledge of this so I'll have to kind of you know throw out a lot of guesses and see what sticks is it a cricketer No it's not a cricketer it's not even from the field of sports Okay so then I'll go Bollywood is it Shahrukh Khan No Shahrukh Khan is I believe number 7 Ooh somebody with more followers than Shahrukh Khan blasphemous There are actually a bunch of Bollywood folks above Shahrukh Really? Oh, okay. But I guess he's not uh, very. Oh, wait, is it Amitabh Bachchan? He's very, very, very active on Twitter. Amitabh Bachchan, you're right, is number four. Oh, so close. Who else on <laughs> in India is on Twitter that much? Hey, don't tell me it's Kangana Ranaut or something, na? It isn't Kangana Ranaut. Thank no. God. There is still some justice in the world. <laughs> okay, give me a clue here. I need some uh, shine light on me. Okay so you guessed uh, or rather i told you it's not from the sporting arena it's not even from entertainment wait is this a temple account like uh, the tirupati temple or something like that interesting guess but no it's from political sphere shashi tarur good guess uh, again one of those questions that i ask very often in quizzes <laughs> and shashi tarur is one of the common guesses i get once i say politics oh okay I also get a lot of Rahul Gandhi. Okay. Which which I don't know why people guess but uh, Yeah. I guess no. there are some I wouldn't have guessed Rahul believe. Gandhi. But the political sphere. Wait, is it the uh, president of India's uh, account? Oh, very close. Not Oh, the PM of office now, account there. But very close. The PMO is number 3. Oh. You are right, Vineet. Oh. So technically Modi ji has uh, both number 1 number and number 3 spot. Yeah. and then yeah. kohli played spoil sport kohli actually recently went to number 2 okay. so the way this question used to be phrased was very interesting because it used to be at number 1 it is narendra modi at number 3 it is kohli can you guess who's at number 2 oh. and that always used to be a little bit of a yes. spanner in the wheels for people but uh, always fun to realize oh technically modi ji is two out of the top 3 spots yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pmo account is number 3 so the prime minister's office's twitter account is at number 3 in india very interesting following mm-hmm. on with that same framing of question 
the US military is the number one buyer of explosives worldwide. Who's number two? Buyer of explosives. Yes. Because the US military, I mean, like they are, they don't manufacture most of the thing. They have private contractors and people like even the biggest uh, airplanes, the most uh, advanced airplanes are not built by the military themselves. They contract it out to Grumman or to, you know, JPL or you know Lockheed Martin Martin, exactly so they usually uh, contracted out to a defense manufacturer so they are technically buyers still so the US military same for explosives so the US military is the number one buyer of explosives worldwide who is number two is it by any chance Israel no okay I know Israel spends a pretty hefty sum on its military yes I don't know if China would buy and Russia would buy. Maybe they just yes. manufacture so, it. So China is the provider for most of these explosives. But let me also just put to you that you're mm. not technically wrong in one aspect because China is also the largest consumer of explosives, but for industrial applications. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense too. They do a lot of mining now. Explosives and military use. I guess I'm thinking of a big land border. I did not say so military use. I just said the US military is the number one buyer of explosives. Who is at number two? Oh, okay. So then it doesn't necessarily have to be a not country? Not necessarily. Now, this may just be me giving you a clue or it may be me just misleading you. How would you know? It's too late in the night, Vinay, to be playing games <laughs> with me, but <laughs> I will invest I'm playing games because I'm um, loopy right now. <laughs> Oh, I have recorded with Late Night Vineeth. He's a whole different beast. <laughs> I know, I know what I'm up against. All right. So I'm going to try and say, is it some sort of roadway construction or no, nothing national to do with highway con- construction? Nothing to do with construction. Nothing to do with construction and still explosives. Interesting. So then maybe some mining company? No. Okay, then I need a hint. They are from the entertainment industry. Oh, that is so much fun. Just explosives in the entertainment industry. I'm going to say FIFA. No. Why would FIFA need explosives? Oh, it would be fun. Like if somebody commits a foul instead of showing a yellow or red card, blow them up. (laughs) I was thinking more of fireworks, but then I don't think you need explosives. Oh, okay. You're thinking fireworks, fireworks, then you should be thinking of uh, something else perhaps. You're on the you're on, you're on the right line when it comes to fireworks. Okay, but you also said entertainment, right? So and I went a bit too tangentially yes, into this sports. Is more directly connected to entertainment. And then I would say Disney. Yes, and you would be right. So I'm guessing is this for Disneyland or Disney World or one of those? Worldwide, basically. Things? For worldwide. They they you know, shoot off so many fireworks that uh, the company mm. I think is the biggest consumer of fireworks also in the world and the world's second largest buyer of Explosives. Disney, the house of mouse. <laughs> Ooh, that would uh, be interesting because Disney also loves to do everything and own everything, which reminds me of the other company which does everything and owns everything, which is Acme. Ah, yes. And uh, Acme is uh, very much is in the business of explosives as well. So <laughs> Yes, but Acme is actually Disney a competitor. Buying... Oh, that's true. That's true. Because it's from Warner Brothers. You're right. Yeah. So not really Disney, but great question. Nonetheless, I loved it. Very cool. Okay. I love that you're going with the American military and I'm going with the <laughs> tech companies. On this the military industrial complex is on. in the house today. <laughs> Let's try one more in the tech space. And now we are talking about the biggest name in social media. And that will obviously have to go to Facebook. So, do you know Facebook, when it was designed in 2004, Mm. Andrew McCollum designed Facebook's first logo. And this had the, well, let's say a close representation of a human face. Do you know who this face was modeled after? Oh, a human face. First of all, that seems Mm. a really bad thing for a logo of like something like Facebook, but still. A human face. Indeed. Uh, and I'd say to a certain degree even recognizable as that person. So it's not like 
too far out an interpretation of what they would look like. It it is close enough as a representation. Was this like an accident where he drew the picture of like a mask and people thought it was Zuckerberg? <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. But no, not in oh, this case. No. This is actually based off of an actor that Andrew McCullum really liked. An actor? And yeah. for Facebook? Not closely related to Facebook. It just so happens that the first logo of Facebook was designed after him. And I don't think it was publicly acknowledged. So this is more of like an urban legend or, or okay. a lot of people agree to Ooh. it or say it is the case, reliable sources, but it isn't exactly a reproduction of that face. Okay. Wait, who starred in A Man Without a Face? Was it Mel Gibson? Uh, great guess, but no, again, not, not, it has nothing to do with, anything to do with face, rather. Okay. So it isn't a face-off reference <laughs> or uh, a Jim Ooh, Carrey shit, mask I, I, sh- I should have gone with face-off. I should have gone with face-off. <laughs> no, none of those answers would be very accurate. So this actor has won an Oscar, a BAFTA, two Emmys, two Tonys, and four Golden Globes. He was also nominated for a Grammy, and that is a long list of his achievements. Ooh, so he's an EGOT winner. And he also has had nine nominations for Academy Awards. Nine Academy Award nominations. And how many did you say he won? Indeed. He has won only once. Is this Peter O'Toole? No, but in 1993, he won his Academy Award. Academy Award in 1993. The first time he was nominated was 1973. And the last nomination that he has received, or the most recent nomination he has received, was in 2020. 2020? Both 1973 and 2020 were Best Supporting Actor. His win in 1993 was for Best Actor. 93 Best Actor. He was consecutively nominated in 73, 74, 75 and 76. Al Pacino? Al Pacino is the right answer. Well done. Well yeah, because done. when you told Al me consecutive, consecutive ones, that's uh, The Godfather, Godfather Part 2, uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Which was the fourth one? Miss one in between, it was Serpico. Serpico, Serpico, yes, yes, yeah. His win in 1993, obviously, for Scent of a Woman. Woman. Yes. Most recent nomination was for The Irishman. The Irishman. The Irishman was a little, how shall I say, a little bit of a damp squib. Uh, just too long. <laughs> Way too long. Way too long. But uh, in, in this case, the answer to the original question, in case you've forgotten already, was... Who was the face after which the first ever Facebook logo was modeled? And that was Al Pacino. Al Pacino's Pacino. face was the f- Facebook, official face of Facebook. For yes, it makes sense. I'll tell you why. Because the mm-hmm. logo and the, ta- the tagline for Facebook were going to go together. Right? You'd have Al Pacino's face. Okay. And then they would have the tagline, say hello to my little friend. Come make friends on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> That would work. Yeah, why not? Why not? Say hello to a lot of little friends. Yes, a lot of little friends. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Staying with uh, somewhat of an entertainment theme, I want you to guess this particular sitcom. I'm going to talk about a sitcom. I'm going to give you a lot of details. And I want you to tell me which sitcom this is. And I guarantee you, up front, you already know which sitcom. I mean, you already know the sitcom. Guaranteed. Right? Okay. So this the pilot for the sitcom first aired and for our audience sitcom stands for situational comedy think friends or seinfeld the pilot for the sitcom first aired in 1959 and was originally geared towards a mm-hmm. primarily adult audience this was reflected in mm-hmm. the comedy which resembled the primetime sitcoms of the era with family issues resolved by the end of each episode as well as the inclusion of a laugh track the first two okay. seasons were co-sponsored by Winston Cigarettes and characters appeared okay. in several black and white television commercials for Winston. The night after it premiered, mm-hmm. Variety magazine called it a disaster and the series was among many that debuted in a vast wasteland of 1960-61 television season, considered one of the worst in television history up to that point. Despite the mixed critical okay. reviews following its premiere, it has generally been considered a television classic 
and was rerun continuously for five decades after its end. Following the show's cancellation in mm. 1966, a film based upon the series was created. The name of that film was The Man Called X. X derived from a very okay. uh, it's derived from the name of the sitcom itself, and it was a musical spy caper that parodied James Bond and other secret agents. I want you to identify this sitcom, which has spawned nine spin-off shows, five TV movies apart from the one I mentioned, and twelve TV specials. No, I'm a bit lost. I don't know which TV show was that. It's not Mash, right? It's not Mash. It's not Mash. How about Cheers? No, Cheers was in the nine, eighties and early nineties. Yeah. yeah, it's like slightly more recent, nineteen fifty-three. It can't be I Love Lucy. It is not I Love Lucy. Okay, then I don't know. Okay, my first clue to you would be that uh, focus on the thing I mentioned. That the show when it aired was originally geared towards a primarily adult audience. Today, it would be considered the direct opposite. At least the later episodes, which are rerun and the spin-off shows and specials and all, are all diametrically opposite when it comes to audience. This is again not Sesame Street, right? No, it's not Sesame Street. But no, that wasn't meant to be. That wasn't meant to be in for adults. Anyway. Oh, nineteen fifty-three is too early for 59, Simpsons. Fifty-nine, well. Sorry, fifty-nine is still too early for Simpsons. Yes, the Simpsons were the early nineties, ninety-one, ninety-two, something like that, and they first appeared on the Tracy Ullman show. Sitcom. It can't be an animated show because you did say sitcom. Why not? Would a sitcom? Sitcom. The reason anime? why I specifically mentioned to the audience that sitcom stands for situational comedy. It stands for situational comedy. It never, nothing in the title says it has to be live situational comedy, or it has to be live action. Like, would you call you would call the so I, Simpsons a kind of sitcom, right? Fair enough. Okay, yeah, by that definition. So I'm going to try to venture a guess. Is it either the Flintstones or the Jetsons? It is the Flintstones. Flintstones, right? I came across this fact when uh, I read this piece of trivia that said that the Flintstones was sponsored by Winston cigarettes, and I was like, "That can't be true." Mm. And then you go down the rabbit hole and realize that when Hanna Barbera made the Flintstones, it was intended to be a block of adult programming, as in, uh, you know, cartoons right. for adults. So that's why Winston cigarettes and whatnot. But after the first two seasons, they realized that their uh, target audience would be much better served by making a little more, and uh, especially after the birth of Pebbles, the baby. They uh, moved it uh, mm. to a more younger audience, and that there was a, a musical ska, spy cap- uh, caper called "The Man Called Flintstone," which was a parody of James Bond. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so that was a great question, and moving on from that fantastic question to hopefully one that is equally interesting. Which tech company? And we're back to my theme. <laughs> which tech company? Started off with the name Tote. How do you spell that? T O T E. Tote, as in tote bag, that kind of tote. I couldn't find a rationale behind the name. Okay. I'll have a look at it, but uh, it was called Tote. Okay. It was called Tote. T O T E. Let's assume it's a tote bag. So something that would be dealing with um, something that can be carried around. Okay, before you continue down this path, let me also give you a little bit more uh, information and actually technically even more trivia. So this was created by somebody called one of the creators rather was somebody called Ben Silberman. Ben Silberman, in a recent interview where Sam Altman was being interviewed. Okay. Uh, an anecdote about Ben Silberman came up, and Sam Altman, in case you're not sure, OpenAI is uh, is a guy who is the president of Y Combinator, and uh, was a Stanford uh, dropout, and yeah, he's done a bunch of things in the tech space. So he was in that interview talking about Ben Silberman, and he mentioned this very interesting thing: when everyone thought his product was a joke, he recruited. initial users by chatting up strangers in coffee shops he really did he just walked around palo alto and said 
will you please use my product? He also used to run around the Apple store in Palo Alto and he would like to set all the browsers to the homepage of his product really quickly before they caught him and kicked him out. Okay. So that is a little piece of trivia associated to this company and to the founder that Sam Altman shared. Something that an app that people could use and that he's going around to coffee shops to get people to use the app. He didn't go to an office or something, right? So this is most probably a... Is this Tinder? That's a great guess, but no, it's not Tinder. Okay. I didn't. I don't know if Tinder has a website. Yeah, I think it is mostly on phone. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a little bit of context to Tote, which is the original name. Okay. And Tote was supposed to serve as a virtual replacement for paper catalogs. Virtual replacement for paper catalogs. So an app that would be like a catalog. Is it a shopping? Indeed. Is it an e-commerce shopping app kind of thing? No, not really. Another clue, please. Okay, so let me give you the niche. Let me give you the niche in social media that this company occupies. And that is image sharing. Image sharing. Is this Flickr? No, no. That's a great guess. Image sharing. That's the first name that would pop to your head. But this isn't image sharing like licensed images being shared. I mean, sure, that happens too. But this is more user-generated stuff that other users might like. I'm going to quickly just read out the first line on Wikipedia. Oh, God. Tell me what you think. Okay. X is an American image sharing and social media service designed to enable saving and discovery of information like recipes, home, style, oh, this motivation, Pinterest. and inspiration. Pinterest is the right oh, answer. Oh, well yes. Pinterest was the company which was initially called Tote. Okay. And Ben Sibelman, along with Paul Scaria, were the founders and were the co-creators. And when Sam Alton was being interviewed, he mentioned how Ben Silberman, when everyone thought Pinterest was a joke, actually recruited initial users for Pinterest by chatting up strangers and by going to various Apple stores and setting the homepage as Pinterest. So mm. somebody walking into the store might see it and be intrigued and sign up for this, potentially. Nice. Nice. A lot yeah. of passion. He's what you call a true entrepreneur. As, as entrepreneurial as one can be, I guess. I'm guessing he's a billionaire by now. I would imagine. I haven't really checked up on it, but should be one or close to one. You know, there was this um, uh, movie called Yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about a guy who travels. The one about... Yeah, he wakes up in a world where nobody knows Beatles songs. So then he sings yep, Beatles songs it. and writes it as if it's, if it's his own creation. Just imagine if you had all <laughs> these ideas for stuff and then one day you woke up in a world without any of it and you already know the business plan, you already know everything. The funny thing about this is a lot of these plans weren't unique when they first came up. Uh-huh. Facebook wasn't exactly breaking new ground yeah. in terms of the we had Orkut. service it was offering. Orkut and MySpace at the time. Yeah. MySpace was there. Orkut was there. Pinterest also wasn't exactly earth shattering in its approach. But a lot of these were just at the right time in the right place and perhaps the right people at the helm of it. At least at that stage in their life, they were the right people. And uh, that's what made them great. So even if tomorrow in the world... I wake up and there is no Facebook. I doubt I'll be able to create a Facebook and have it become as wildly successful as yeah, true. Mark Zuckerberg managed to make his version. You know, if I could send a message back in time to uh, my parents mm-hmm. or to me in the time, I would send them stock tips. Buy Wipro in the 80s at 10,000 rupees. <laughs> For 10,000 rupees, you'll have hundreds of crores today. <laughs> And that's where the butterfly effect kicks in and Wipro is, before you know it, crashing. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm someone who believes in the inertia of time. Oh, okay. No, so uh, I don't think like uh, you can do anything to may change the major kind of linchpin events of time. Right. Like if you tried mm. and go, if you went back and tried to kill Hitler as a kid, you wouldn't be able to. I'm saying the inertia of time would prevent you mm. from doing that because the effect that that man has had downstream is so huge that I believe that you wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting philosophy. Uh, I also love how Are You Quizzing Me late night transforms at some point into a <laughs> philosophical 
<laughs> podcast to people who have absolutely no credibility yes, when it comes to philosophy. Absolutely nothing. I'm still not going to be stopped from speaking their mind about it. <laughs> yeah. And next week we'll deal about how causality works in the quantum world. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, feel like I like how so many of uh, regular listeners of Are You Quizzing Me showed us how in the Wrapped we featured in the top five yeah. <laughs> Spotify Wrapped, and at this point we are just challenging them. Hey, <laughs> can you stick with us any longer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. Okay. I believe that brings us to the end of this episode. Yes, uh, for the regular programming. Aditya, what is your special question of the week? My special question for the week is, Flintstones, if they had to be sponsored by a different company, which would be more relevant today, and back in the day, Winston Cigarettes was it, but today in 2023, which company should be sponsoring Flintstones if it was created today? Okay, and uh, an additional question from me. I'm just adding on to that question. Who would be their brand ambassador? Okay, wow, Vineet is joining in. I love this, okay. <laughs> I just hope I can remember what I was thinking of right now next week. Time to make a note. All right, uh, you had an audience question? Yes, the audience question for today was about the first song to air on MTV, which was the first music video channel. And it was a song in 1981 by The Bugles which had a very fitting name and a very ironic one. So what was the name of the song was the question. Aditya, do you have any guesses about this? I believe it is Video Kill the Radio Star. Yes, and you would be right. So it's very ironic that the first ever music video on MTV was called Video Kill the Radio Star, talking about how the death of radio. And we've now seen how the internet and streaming has killed MTV. <laughs> a very meta it episode has. today. Yeah, wow, I love it. I love it. It is philosophical in many realms. Yes. Aditya, what's your pop culture recommendation for this week? Before I give my recommendation for this week, I would love to point out that if you have seen the video beneath of Video Kill the Radio Star, mm-hmm. you would notice a very famous face on the keys. Do you know who's in the keys? No, I have not actually seen this video. It's a little before my time. I don't want to leave it as a cliffhanger for our audience members. I'm just going to reveal it right now. But do check it out. It is Hans Zimmer. Oh, I should have guessed this. I should have guessed this. Because, again, and uh, this is again another additional piece of trivia. When Doctor Who was cancelled, there was a a concert, Mm -hmm. a fan concert done to uh, try and revive the series. And guess who was on the keys Mm -hmm. at that time? Hans Zimmer, Mr. Inception himself. It is the man. Hans Zimmer was on the keys in the first ever MTV video. And like I said, in the Doctor Who uh, fan revival concert uh, concert as well. Didn't work though, but still. (laughs) Well, that's history. And uh, you asked me for my pop culture recommendation. And I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel that I'm a huge fan of. And this one's called Binging with Babish. Oh, I know this. I binge Binging. this episode, this uh, uh, channel quite often. I wait for it for him to. I think it's called now the Babish Culinary Universe. A Babish Culinary Universe includes a bunch of other series as yeah. well. But he does continue with Binging with Babish whenever he does videos from. And this is the specialty that shot him to fame. He basically does recipe videos, food videos, but the food that he prepares is usually from movies and TV shows. So an iconic dish, an iconic recipe that is mentioned in a movie or a TV show, he'll recreate it and teach you how to make it. And I have actually followed him on multiple occasions. He recently started producing videos again since the strikes in Hollywood ended. So... Uh, he has started making the videos all over again. And uh, yeah, good time to get in on it and binge it, as Vineet mentioned, if you haven't seen it before. Yes. I liked his presentation style where initially you you never saw his face. It was only the hairy forearms. Mm. And then the hairy forearms themselves yeah. had kind of an evolutionary arc where initially there was no tattoo. And then there were a couple of tattoos. And then he mm. got the tattoo of the, uh, uh, what is that, the spork with spaghetti on it. 